Thank you for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3 weekend mornings. Uh, this is time for International News Week in review. And for that, we're joined by Nicholas Fang, Managing Director at Black Dot PTE Limited and Director of Security and Global Affairs at Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Welcome back, Nick. Good morning, Jason. Good to see you. Lots to talk about in the world this week. Of course, the main one that we're going to focus on to start with is uh, Najib Razak being uh, charged, the, the former Prime Minister of Malaysia, being charged with money laundering. Uh, actually, three counts of money laundering linked to the corruption scandal, of course, with one MDB is accused of having received a 42 million ringgit uh, state from the state fund in his personal bank account. We know a lot about this story and very timely that uh, Dr. Mahathir was uh, on Saturday touring the uh, the yacht that uh, they've, they've got back uh, from this uh, scandal. So what's your take on the latest uh, happenings? Well, Mr. Najib seems to be dealing with the situation with great equanimity. Which, uh, of course, <laughs> which is the name know, of the yacht, yes. The yacht. Um, but I think it uh, it brings the total number of charges now that he's facing to about seven. Mm. Uh, and of course, he's denied all the charges uh, thus far. Um, I think it's, it's, it's going to be uh, an ongoing uh, saga uh, that we'll see, given the uh, new administration's declaration that uh, indeed their sort of campaign promise to, to, to sort out corruption, root out corruption, and to run a completely clean uh, administration from here on in. Mm. And that, of course, entails going back into the past and looking at some of these issues, uh, recovering some of the, the 1MDB funds. Uh, and I guess when it comes to the former prime minister, they they, they do want to, uh, in a reflection of sort of the general public unhappiness, they do want to find out exactly what happened. Uh, there is still quite a bit of a mystery around some of these things, uh, not a lot of details out there. Uh, so I, I'm sure we can uh, expect to see a lot more uh, coming forward. Uh, I know that uh, the uh, Singapore uh, law firm was actually appointed. Oh, really? Yeah, to uh, uh, look into recovering some of these 1MDB monies, uh, especially those that were, you know, perhaps frozen in accounts here in Singapore as well. So, interesting stuff. Yeah, New Straits Times is reporting that uh, Najib says the investigations will show I am telling the truth and he reckons there is uh, proof that, uh, he, you know, he's done the right thing. So, I mean, how tough will they go after him here? You know, and what's his uh, best tactic to avoid, uh, which could be, a, I guess, serious jail time? I think it's quite unprecedented uh, in, in the way that they've gone after him thus far. Mm. If you look back at, uh, at all the uh, previous uh, sort of prime ministers in Malaysia, um, what he's facing is, is quite uh, uh, unprecedented. So I think we can expect that uh, uh, the, the new administration will want to make an example. Uh, and I think that uh, his his whatever has been done will definitely be be dragged out into the light. Uh, the interesting question which you raise is, of course, the uh, the punishment that might be meted out mm, uh, yeah. in that sense. There will have to be something, but will they, you know, in a sense, go uh, and make a huge example of him uh, uh, if he is found to be guilty? Uh, remains to be seen because um, I think it bears remembering that uh, the system that 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 uh, a lot of the Malaysian people were unhappy with didn't actually just start with uh, Prime Minister, uh, Mr. Najib when mm. he was Prime Minister. Yep. It's something that's been endemic for quite a long period of time. Uh, a lot of the sort of systems and processes and some of the, some would say the culture uh, started before him as well. So mm. if they're going to go after him, if they're going to make a, a really tough push for him, uh, then what does it say about you know past administrations and, and sort of the system that's there? So I think that that, that, that might 
might uh, require a little bit of uh, a more circumspect approach uh, from the current uh, administration. Yeah, it's about four months uh, since the election, I guess maybe three months now uh, since May's election. So what are you made about what Dr. Mahathir has done so far and how will that affect uh, relations with Singapore? Well, I think uh, Dr. M has, uh, you know, certainly kept to a lot of his campaign promises. But some people will say that some of the things he's promised hasn't hasn't come about mm. yet. Uh, but he's certainly keeping to some of the top notes uh, when it comes to looking at major mega projects that he said, um, you know, a bit of a waste of money, especially when the Malaysian government is facing uh, uh, serious uh, uh, debts. Uh, so he's talking about the high-speed rail. He's looking at some of the uh, the East Coast Rail Link. A, a lot of major projects going on in Malaysia. Uh, and at the same time, he is uh, certainly doing his best to try to uh, send a message that they, they're trying to rebuild Malaysia to be on a stronger footing uh, going forward. Uh, there's much stronger rhetoric. Uh, we, are, we had already heard some of it during when he was on the campaign trail. Um, and now, of course, he's uh, you know trying to establish uh, Malaysia as a, as a strong. Uh, country uh, in, in all senses of the words. And that, of course, has uh, implications for uh, neighbours like Singapore. Mm. Uh, and we've, we've already uh, seen some instances where, of course, the high-speed rail project is a, is a bit of a contentious point. Definitely. Uh, so much money's already been spent, right? Exactly. And there's a legal contract binding mm. the, the two countries to, to push on with it. So um, at first, uh, Dr. Mahathir said it was off completely. And then uh, he sort of, uh, you know, back backpedaled back to the position where it might be postponed. Uh, and they've been talking about having a meeting with Singapore officials for quite some time now. And I think um, from the Singapore side, they've been saying we're, we're waiting for an exact date. We, we want mm. to know the exact uh, uh, plans to discuss so we can take this going forward. Um, and of course, there was the water issue. Uh, yeah, that's a sore point for a long time. It was, uh, yeah, even under uh, Dr. Mahathir's uh, when he was Prime exactly. Minister the, the yeah. first time. So um, I think when it comes to relations with a country like Singapore, it's not something that uh, Singapore hasn't seen before. Uh, I think uh, many many of us in Singapore do know Dr. Mahathir. We know uh, that his position on certain things, and we've worked with with the Malaysian government in the past. And I think just uh, yesterday or the day before, um, uh, some of the uh, government leaders in Singapore were saying that we will work with any Malaysian government, regardless of who they are, and we'll make things work. Our interests are so closely intertwined that it's it's impossible to talk about um, sort of a, a, a very confrontational. Uh, a or, or taking on a, a more aggressive positioning, uh, we have to work together no matter what. All right, let's change uh, from Malaysia to Turkey. Quite disturbing uh, uh, developments, I guess you'd say. You know, President Tayyip Erdogan denying on Saturday that Turkey is in a currency crisis, dismissing a plunge in the lira as fluctuations which have nothing to do with economic fundamentals. But what about that 18% fall in the lira after Donald Trump, the US president, doubled tariffs on Turkish steel and aluminium imports? Uh, I think that that's a, an, another relationship that's certainly uh, uh, raising a few concerns around the world. And this is a NATO member, we should point out. Exactly. So they are NATO partners, in a sense. Uh, but there are a couple of bones of contention between the US and uh, and Turkey. Uh, from the US perspective, of course, um, the, the shift towards a greater authoritarianism within the country, um, uh, Turkey's uh, closeness with Russia. Yes. Um, they're talking about taking on an air defense system, the S-400, that's mm-hmm. from Russia. Uh, that that runs uh, counter to to the NATO pos- positioning uh, of more of the Western allies, uh, and I think that the US is now considering whether or not to to, to actually sell the F thirty five strategic aircraft fighter to Turkey. 
given that it now seems to be an extremely close uh, a friend of Russia, mm. uh, and the US would rather not have its you know you know sort of cutting edge technology in the hands of somebody that might share it with the, with the Russians. Um, and of course, there is the, uh, as you mentioned, the the, uh, the 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 factor that triggered uh, President Trump's recent declaration of of sanctions on some mm. leadership within Turkey, which is their arrest of of uh, U.S. Uh, 